Welcome back. So today, on a lighter note, because I know my last episode was really kind of heavy, I want to come back and I want to talk about body positivity. Now, we hear a lot of really, really interesting things about body positivity. Sometimes people like to say that it's the fat agenda, and I use that word lovingly, but this is what I've heard, that some people like to say it's the quote-unquote fat agenda, trying to push a certain body style on us and the general public and accept obesity and um, other people say no it's just being inclusive and all bodies are beautiful and all bodies are worthy and I think that it's really really important that all body types have representation Um, body positivity to me doesn't necessarily just mean curvy or thin. Uh, It means all bodies. It means all skin tones, all genders. It means, I hate to say the word disability because I don't believe that it's a disability. If you have something that is not necessarily the same as the general public, um, whether you're in a wheelchair or you're missing a limb, all bodies are beautiful in their own way. So I really don't like the word disability. Um, I try to be super, super positive. I believe that people are differently able Um, and I like that I like to say that a lot better than um, disability but that that is a whole nother spiel Um, but I was really thinking today about ways that we can improve our mentality because if you guys know me in real life or you know if you follow my YouTube you know that I'm a curvy girl I'm not gonna lie I try to eat healthy I try to exercise but I'm on the curvier side um And I think it's really, really important the way that we talk to ourselves, that we build a healthy mentality, the same way that I get on my cycle bike and I do 15 minutes or take a walk outside or lift weights or swim or whatever it is that you do, um, you're building up your muscles to feel strong and healthy and beautiful and not necessarily just one size. Um, But I think that it's very, very important as well that we do that with our positivity and our mentality because think of the last time you picked an area on yourself that you stopped yourself in the mirror and said you know what I love my eyes I love the shape of my eyes I think they're really pretty or you know what my legs are really long maybe my torso is curvier but my legs are really long and gorgeous when is the last time as women we actually stopped and talked to ourselves Um, and said that we liked something in ourselves. Usually when we're in a social gathering with other women, it's so interesting how we all tend to pick out things to insult ourselves about. There's a scene in Mean Girls that goes along with this perfectly. And if you guys are the real OG, you've watched Mean Girls like a million times. And you know, um, there's a scene where they literally talk about all the flaws that they have. And then they look at uh, Katie, And they look at her like, come on, say something mean about yourself. And that scene always really struck me hard in the chest because as women, that is exactly what we do to ourselves. In a social gathering, you know, maybe we think our eyes are pretty or maybe we think our our hips or our lips are pretty. Uh, But then we get in a social gathering and we hear other women complaining. And so it's almost like socially appropriate for us to complain about ourselves and be like, wow, I wish I was thinner. I wish I was tanner. You know, if you're pale like me um, or you know I wish I had dimples or I wish my curly hair was straight or just pick any number of things and I've seen it happen time and time again my earliest memory of this is like middle school um, and high school but definitely middle school is when I really feel like it started elementary school not so much and that is really really pivotal because as girls I think And this is why I built my femininity channel and my women empowerment channel as well as this podcast. As girls and as women, it's so, so interesting that at a very tentative age, we kind of get this picture of what what is supposed to be. And I put that in parentheses, if you will. But we get this picture of what am I supposed to look at? And I think it's more harmful and damaging that young women have access to social media and they're seeing the celebrities and maybe they don't understand that the celebrities have gone and gotten plastic surgery. So they're looking at these images of these impossibly thin girls 
whose waists look non-existent, who have, you know, they're bigger up top and they have a butt and they think that, <laughs> they think that the butt and booby berry just came along and naturally blessed them with those things. And it's really, really important that we have conversations with our young girls and we say, no, no, either they worked out if they did it the right way, they worked out their glutes and they got in the gym and they eat healthy and that's how they built a butt, you know, but nine times out of 10, a lot of these celebrities went under the knife to get that look. Um, so these young, young girls are seeing these things and their perception about themselves is just tragic. Um, I heard an article in like the, U it was in, it was in the UK um, and I believe, I'm trying to think of where it was from, but um, they said that like the youngest case of uh, an eating disorder was um, like second grade. Second grade, second grade when you're supposed to be playing with Barbies and hula hoops and, you know, thinking about, you know, um, what's for dinner. You're not supposed to be thinking about, am I thinner than the girl next to me? I mean, that was just, just heartbreaking. And I'm not going to get too into it because I don't want to be too graphic on here. I'm trying not to be too graphic on here, but I also want to be really real and honest and raw. And so like the physical things but when was the last time we were kind to ourselves inside and out so let's say that you're really really great in math and I am not but what let's say that you are and you got you know an A plus or an A minus on your math test you know and this is not just high school and elementary school and, and college you know like in college it's really important to get great grades too but let's say that you're in college and you had you know your beginning college and you have to take your beginning subjects you know and you did a really great job on a test you need to tell yourself wow yeah I studied really hard I put in the work and I did a phenomenal job on that test so we like an eating disorder to feel bad about yourself and have a little bit of dysmorphia. And I'm not a doctor. I always say that I'm not a doctor, but how many times have you looked in the mirror and picked yourself apart? You know, you're supposed to go on a new date, you know, or meet your friends at the park or whatever. Of course, it's hard in quarantine now, but sometimes that's really dangerous too, because you're not surrounded by other people and it's just you yourself and your the voice in your head telling you you don't look great in khaki capris. I mean, to be fair, who really looks good in khaki capris? But, but it's not the point. It's not the point. The point is, um, we tend to pick ourselves apart, and we're so quick to have a mental catalog of everything somebody has said to us. And I don't know if guys are like this, but for a lot of women, it's like this. Where you know, I can recall something in eighth grade. Somebody I was putting some lipstick on or lip smacker on you know thinking feeling myself thinking I was like the the big cheese on campus and this girl comes next to me and I'll never forget it to this day she said looking pretty for no one and she just walked by and I'm not gonna out her I'm not gonna say what her name is or whatever you know it doesn't matter what matters is we are in a culture where we really compete with each other as women and we'll put each other down and we'll have mean girl mentality. And I've done a couple of like YouTube videos on it, but I haven't really mentioned it here on the podcast. And it's really interesting to me that we're all feeling the same insecurities and we're all feeling the same fears and not being good of not being good enough and yet we'll be so mean to each other and it doesn't change once you get out of school that was my hope that was my foolish hope that once you get out of school the bullying stops but unfortunately there are still mean girls that I have met in my career I've talked about how preschool teachers can be so so mean like I love my teachers I love them especially during quarantine I have the greatest respect to them and for them but the, when I worked in preschool oh my gosh these teachers were so catty and so mean and for what 
For what? Why are we putting each other down? Why are we side-eyeing each other and RBFing each other and, you know, (laughs) rolling our eyes and flicking our hair and stealing each other's ideas for a bulletin board and putting each other down when it would be so, so easy to raise each other up? And I don't, I'm a woman, of course, but I don't see this problem as much with men because men are about their business. And that's something I think as women we need to learn. They're about their business. They're not paying attention to who has the newest Calvin Klein loafers next to them. Most guys are not looking at somebody else and saying, oh, I don't like your polo shirt. That's the wrong color and going out of their way to cut somebody down. They're competitive. They want the highest pay, you know, the best car, the best chick to ride with. But they're not really concerned about the same things that I feel like as women, we have almost our own subculture and we're looking at the girl next to us saying, well, why are you wearing that purse? It doesn't go with your outfit. Oh, that's two seasons ago. You know, we're just mean as women and we really need to work on that, you know? So I guess this podcast is, is twofold. On the one hand, like I said, I want to talk about positivity and ways that we can increase that positivity. And on the other hand, we have to acknowledge, even if you think that you're not the mean girl, inside of every single one of us, we have a little tendency, it's just that defensive nature, to be mean and to be catty. And we need to watch that because that cattiness and that meanness is poison. And it will poison the people around us, but it'll also poison us and make us ugly inside. So we really, really want to watch that. But let's focus on now, what can we do to be positive because I never really want to, I want to acknowledge our faults and I want to acknowledge our sins if you want to call them that. Um, I want to acknowledge what we're doing wrong, but we have to learn to correct it. We have to focus on uh, a solution, not just nagging over and over and over on the problem. So how can we get better about this? Well, I think we have to get used to compliments, which is something that, like I said, our own insecurities make it hard for us to accept a compliment. So we have to learn to accept compliments. If someone says, hey, you look beautiful today, male or female, anywhere in between, if somebody compliments us, we have to learn to have a spirit of humility and accept it. And at first it's really, really hard to be like, I don't, I don't deserve that compliment. What are you talking about? I don't look great today. I rolled out of bed. My alarm didn't go off and my hair is like a bird's nest. But if they think we look pretty great, we're going to accept a compliment. Um, the second thing I think we need to do until we get really, really used to positive self-talk because positive self-talk is a muscle just like when we're learning to work out, just like when we're learning to make healthy choices. Positive self-talk is a muscle. So I really think that every person, every person, (laughs) not just women, every person should have like a positivity planner or like a journal. I don't want to call it a diary, but at the same time, I'm a big believer in journaling. And maybe specifically like, you know, like I said, when this quarantine is over or the next time you make a supply run or the next time you order something online, get like a 99 cent um, little notebook and order that, have it come to your house, whether you use Amazon or, you know, whatever. Although to my understanding, Amazon uh, employees are on strike. But like I said, that's a whole nother discussion. So get your supplies and then every day make it a habit, just like you were tracking your food or tracking your business or what you're doing or whatever it is that you track. I want you to pick something nice about yourself every single day and, and write it down. Let's start with the physical because that's easier than the mental sometimes. Let's start with the physical. So pick something. You like your legs. You like your eyes. You like your ears. You like your smile. You like your hair color. Even if it's dyed, you know what I'm saying? If you were a natural blonde, but you decided to be a redhead instead and you're more comfortable being a redhead instead like Lucille Ball. If you don't know who Lucille Ball is, you need to look her up because she's phenomenal. (laughs) She's old school, phenomenal. But whatever your hair color is, even if it comes from a box or a salon, write it down. Write it down every single day. Write something different down that you love about yourself. You know, even if you got a new nail color and you painted your nails like this gorgeous fuchsia pink color and it makes you feel empowered, write it down. Pick something that matters to you. And then once you get comfortable picking the physical, 
you know, saying, you know, I like how I look in my shorts. I'm wearing shorts today for myself that I have not worn in four years. And I am so excited about it. It goes perfectly with my new exercise regimen and my cycle biking. <laughs> and I'm super, super excited about that. But I want you to pick something about yourself physical that you like. Because that's really, really easy. I mean, it's a hard exercise, but it's easier than maybe picking something mentally that you like about yourself. And then once you get comfortable doing that for about two weeks, pick something about your personality, not on the outside, because it's a little bit more difficult for us to compliment ourselves, but pick something on the inside that you really, really love. Are you intelligent? Are you witty? Do you have a dry sense of humor like my brother does? Are you kind? Are you thoughtful? Do you constantly put other people in your life first? Um, Are you a great listener? Are you romantic? Are you clever? There's so many adjectives that we could use to describe ourselves and we just don't. We creative write, we write novels, we paint, we draw, we do so many things as women, but we hardly ever take the time to compliment ourselves. And that's really what I want you to work on. And that's what I'm really, really working on because it does start from the inside to like ourselves. But but sometimes we can pick out a very physical part of ourselves that we like and noticing that can boost our self-confidence and help us realize that the inside matters as well. It's kind of inverted mentality, but trust the madness. I promise you it works. I've been doing it myself and I'm starting to see a difference in myself from picking something that I really like and going with it. And every day being your own best friend, that's an old saying, but it's so true. The way that we speak to ourselves sometimes is atrocious. And the way that we see ourselves sometimes is atrocious. And if you were to ever turn around and say half the things that you think about yourself on a daily basis, whether it's physical or mental, like the names that we call ourselves and the things that we say, you would never say to your best friend or she would probably slap you if you're honest with yourself. You know, if you turned around and called her... I don't know, a fat B, B-I-T-C-H, she would smack you. She would be like, hey, what the heck? I thought I looked great in these shorts. Why would you say that, you know? Um, And we have to realize that. If we're talking to our friends a certain way, if we're talking to our family a certain way, if we're talking to our significant other a certain way, and then we're so, so ugly to ourselves, we're being hypocrites. And this podcast was kind of a spur of the moment thing, but I think it was kind of spurred by the fact, like I said, that I tried on a pair of shorts that hadn't fit in four years and they finally fit. And I feel really happy about that. And not just because I'm making healthier choices or exercising or anything about that. I just feel beautiful for the first time in a long time. I can look at myself and say, good job, Essie. And I want you to be able to do the same thing. I want you to be able to wear things that make you feel confident and comfortable and beautiful and acknowledge your own inner sparkle and your own inner goddess because we all have one. Regardless of religion, we all have that inner energy that matters, right? So to wrap up on a positive note, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you're healthy and try those tips and let me know. DM me on Instagram at SEVCollins. I would love, love, love to hear Um, what you're going through or I would love to hear your opinions Um, you can find me on kick at the same thing SEV Collins Um, and hopefully we can have a great conversation and if you're really struggling I would love to hear that too because I think just like anything else we remove the stigma the more we talk about things We remove the stigma and create a community of strong, beautiful, smart, intelligent, funny, badass women when we actually talk about our problems. And the next time somebody is really nasty to you or you find yourself being nasty to yourself, take a minute and compliment yourself or find a way to compliment them. And I guarantee you it will probably really surprise them if they're mean to you and then later in the day you find a way to compliment them you're going to make their whole day and they're probably going to think twice about being nasty to you if you compliment their scarf or their bag it doesn't even have to be on the same day maybe somebody's kind of snippy with you and rolls their eyes at your shoes 
maybe in that same week you find a way to compliment them and say, hey, I really like your lipstick. I really like your scarf. I really like your shoes. It's gonna, they're not gonna be used to that. And it's gonna make them think twice. Fight them with kindness. Kill them with kindness, you know? Like, it's, that's a real thing, believe me. I've used it before and it works. We are queens, we are beautiful, we are strategic, and we make great, safe choices, okay? Thank you for tuning in on this Body Positivity Podcast for today. I love you so much, and I will talk to you soon. super happy about that. Um, we had some audio issues in the last, um, uh, podcast and I'm sorry for that. I appreciate those of you who did tune in and for those of you kind of let me know in the most polite way possible that we had some unexpected audio issues, which didn't show up when I was first looking it over, but I really, really appreciate you guys. You're amazing. You're funny. You're talented. You're beautiful. You're queens. And I just really appreciate who you are. And I wanted to take a minute to kind of shout you out for a minute. You know who you are. You're amazing. You're phenomenal. And the way that you went about it was so sweet and so thoughtful. Um, But let's jump into this next episode because I am going back to work on Monday. And this is going to be a really interesting shift for me. Um, My hours are super similar to how they were before. They're a little shorter in some ways, a little longer in other ways. Um, I'm excited. I really, really am. Um, I love being a creator. And definitely during this quarantine, I learned a lot about myself. I learned about ways that I could challenge my anxiety and channel my anxiety. Um, I learned to be creative and thoughtful and that I could be more than just maybe what I was on paper, that I'm not just a receptionist, even though being an administrative assistant slash receptionist, there's nothing to sneeze at. Those girls in almost every single business everywhere run everything. Um, If you don't think that they do, they probably do. If you're (laughs) rude to them, believe me, they don't have to help you to the fullest of their extent. Um, But it just definitely made me think about a lot of things and I think I've grown a lot in my creativity and how I handle challenges and I know that a lot of you ladies have grown as well and you've told me you've grown as well. Strong, beautiful, confident, you know, um, taking on new challenges. Maybe you wanted to take this time to further your degree, do an online degree. You know, maybe you didn't know how strong your emotional threshold was. Maybe this was a perfect time to dive into budgeting now that you had you know, resources that are limited, you had to really think smart and going back into history and finding out how, like I said, they had the victory gardens that made up like, I think it was like a third or a fourth of the food during World War II, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really, really interesting how that old saying, you don't know who you are until your back is against the wall, right? And I never really took that to be because I've been through some tough stuff in my life and I was like, This is just who I am. Like, I handle things when they get thrown at me. But with quarantine, feeling like you're a totally healthy, strong, natural person and not being able to work, you know, um, being able to keep others safe by literally staying in your house, which is a... um, extroverts nightmare. (laughs) Let me tell you, I have friends who are introverted and they were coasting through this. Like this was summer vacation for them. Like they loved it. They didn't have to go anywhere. They were homebodies, but all of us extroverts out there were suffering, suffering. We definitely, we wanted to see people. We wanted to go places and it definitely, there are privileges that I took for granted. And I've talked about this on the YouTube series before, But there are privileges that I took for granted just being able to stop over at my mom's house and stop over, you know, friends' houses and now being able to really think about what's important and essential to me Um, and like how much food do I need or how much, you know, resources am I going to need for these upcoming bills, like everything being stripped back to the very, very basics. Like it made me realize my own strength and what I can survive, but it also made me realize how much I took for granted. Um, So this has definitely been a very interesting time quarantine wise. And I know a lot of you have said the same thing. 
Um, also, it's been very, you know, clarifying, I guess you could say, when it comes to who really has your back, who really is in your corner, who offered you help, who reached out to you to make sure you were okay. Um, I would never say that this virus was a good thing by any means because so many people lost their lives. I would never, never say that this is a good thing. But it definitely did open my eyes to a lot of people who were just kind of, like I said, floaters. They were hanging on in my life. It reminded me of when I was a little girl and I was in Lake Erie and, you know, in my dad's Lyman and I would see floaters to mark, like, how far you'd gone, right? And the floaters would just literally bob up and down, wouldn't bump your boat, whatever. They just kind of would hang out. We have people in our lives that do the same thing. They don't invest in us. They don't ask us how we are or how we're doing or put forth any effort in our life and they get all of the privileges and this could be platonic relationships and this could also be romantic relationships that f boy that you've been chasing after which y'all know how I feel about chasing men <laughs> but you know maybe there's a, a f boy that keeps coming into your life keeps texting you keeps messaging you you know but during quarantine Unless their phone is literally broken, and there's ways to tell if it hasn't been. But unless their phone is literally broken, there's no excuse for not checking in on you, texting you, sending you a picture. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, Send them funny memes back and forth. They should be doing everything in their power to call you, text you, FaceTime you. And this goes for friends as well, but especially for romantic relationships or guys that we've got to spark with. If they put forth no effort whatsoever, this is the time you really need to watch yourself when you come out of quarantine like me. Um, This is the time, thankfully I have a wonderful, wonderful man, but this is the time that you really need to watch yourself because as the world starts waking up, and you know we start getting back to a little bit of normalcy obviously wearing a mask at work but we start getting back to ourselves and our routines and our patterns and the things that felt good sometimes people psychologically go back to things that work for them even if it's not healthy for them and this is going to be the season of the f boys they're going to be everywhere they're going to be trying to text you call you you know oh i missed you i couldn't see you Um, that's very true that you couldn't see me. However, you could have texted me. You could have FaceTimed with me. If they didn't put in any effort whatsoever to see you, call you, text you, check up on you, please, ladies, do not waste your time with them. Don't. Don't make excuses for them, which is something that I feel like as women we do all the time. We make excuses for people that hurt us, not just you know, relationships or F boys or players, we make relationships like we, we make excuses for relationships that really, really hurt us that are harmful. I have, you know, ex best friends that were really kind of toxic and they didn't check on me and they didn't, and I'm not calling them out and I'm not, you know, going to say what their Instagram handle is or any of that. Like we're going to be mature about this, but there are people in my life that either were wrapped up in their new boyfriend. So They didn't really check on me because they were swallowed completely. Their identity is swallowed completely by that new boyfriend. And they checked on me maybe once in this entire period of time. Maybe. And then I just had friends that like really I thought I was really close with. Co-workers I thought I was really close with. People I thought I was really, really close with. And they didn't give enough. The initial, oh gosh, I'm so sorry you've been placed in deferment. Like after I messaged them to let me let them know that I was in deferment. And you guys are going to hear background noise and I'm sorry. I'm going to try to try to shut my window as I'm like talking to you guys. Because um, I don't want any more auditory problems. <laughs> and um, I live in an apartment complex. So I don't have control over when people do the lawns or don't do the lawns. Um... They hire a company to do that. Um, But anyways, what I was trying to say before all that is um, there are people that didn't check on you and left you wondering and left you insecure and left you wondering where you are in that relationship, whether it's a friendship or somebody you work with or a family member. And you need to distance yourself from those kinds of people. It's really, really easy to just say, oh, just cut them off. Oh, just cut them off. Don't talk to them anymore. 
That's easier said than done, especially when a person is very, very toxic and harmful. Um, that is really easier said than done to just cut them off and ignore them and stop hanging out with them or having anything to do with them. You need to try, like when I had my narcissistic ex, I had to break up with him, obviously, this is years ago, and then I had to completely distance myself so that if for whatever reason he would text me, I tried not to answer, or if I had to answer, I would give him one or two word answers. Like you slowly distance yourself. In my case, it had to be more immediate, but in the case of having a toxic best friend or friend or family member, you need to slowly distance yourself. Only ask, answer their questions. If you start to see them gaslighting you, you need to uh, turn off your phone or block them for a while you know, or just distance yourself as much as possible because our mental health is so important. And as we're getting back to our jobs and as we're getting back to our lives, which have been kind of placed on hold with all this quarantine stuff, we need to be very cognizant of the people in our lives and how we're spending our time. And that really, really, I would say that is the silver lining of all of this for me anyways, is the fact that I learned who was in my corner and I learned who cared about me and I developed my skills and my feminine energy and I developed myself as a woman so that when I go back to work, if somebody were really to ask me like, what did you do during quarantine? Well, I finished my third novel. You know, I started this podcast. I amped up my YouTube, you know, um, I started um, my counseling session on kick so that even though I'm not a counselor, but if somebody came to me and said, I have this question or this question or this question about love, like love or relationships, I could give them an answer for free. I'm not charging anybody anything. Um, but you know, I started building relationships on kick, um, and having people message me and talk to me and, you know, feel like I was someone they could talk to about relationships. And those are all things that I really, really wanted to do. I started to explore with my art and my painting and, finding my way, finding my flavor when it came to being an artist. I joined a cosplay community on TikTok and <laughs> which sounds crazy and creative all at once, but I met a lot of really great people, not physically met them obviously, through social distancing, through the app, communicated with a lot of really great people who were super creative. And if you guys know me, you know I have a theatrical background. So this was like right up my alley and actually did my first mermaid cosplay, you know, painted my face and made it look like scales and everything um, this summer or this spring. I don't know, it just may count as summer or spring. I mean, it's warmer now, so some people would count it as summer, but it kind of feels springy up here in Ohio. But anyways, I challenged myself to be the best version of myself. And I know a lot of you ladies have done the same thing. Um, it always kind of killed me when somebody would be like, oh, I'm so bored. And I would be like, well, what can you work on? on yourself? Are you doing the work? Are you being introspective? Are you talking about yourself? Are you trying to be better? Are you literally bettering yourself? Because if you're not being the best possible person you can be, then you have no reason to be bored. And the reason why I took on all these creative projects is because being left without my job, even temporarily on deferment, made me feel anxious and it made me feel like I didn't really know who I was because I've talked about this before, how important it is to build a healthy self, but I accidentally had allowed myself to become so swallowed in the idea of I'm a receptionist and that's what I do and that's who I am. Um, and then I kind of lost to myself for a little bit and you know, I'm not answering phone calls and I'm not, you know, working from home and I'm not, you know, um, entering invoices and all the stuff that I did. And it made me feel a little bit like I wasn't valued, but I had to reframe that and understand that they were doing what they were doing to keep everybody safe. Um, boiling it down to what they call a skeleton crew where they only have a certain amount of people um, working there to keep the public safe. And I totally understand that, but it still is a gut punch when you are removed or your hours are given to someone else. It is a little bit of a gut punch. Um, and so I had to take a step back and I had to reframe who I was and I had to think about my life and how much I did love my job, but I struggled with self-love, which is a strange thing to think about that you love your job and you're confident and you're put together and you handle 
<clears throat> handle everything. <laughs> um, but you still struggle so much with self-love and who you are as a person. And that is really what I did. That I took the time to get to know myself and figure out, hey, I love painting. I love drawing. I love writing. Well, we all know I love writing because I can write multiple pages in a day. But that's beside the point. I had to figure out what my passions were and how those passions maybe could be turned into extra income. The idea that of this podcast came to me during quarantine. I'm pursuing my dream of public speaking and of positive speaking. I hope my one of my goals is maybe to have a TED talk by the time I'm 35. Now I'm 31, so who knows if it'll actually happen or not, but I'm dreaming again and I'm having goals again and I'm writing things down and I'm thinking about what's important to me and ways to create multiple streams of income so I'm not dependent on just one person or I'm not dependent on one job. And I remember there was a book and I think it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Poor Dad, Rich Dad. I would have to look it up for you guys. But I remember there was a book and in that book they did talk about, to the best of my knowledge, they did talk about this idea of creating multiple streams of income. So if for whatever reason you lose one stream of income, you're not flat footed and you're not desperate and you don't feel like, oh my gosh. Now I've got to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get where I want to be. You know, I've got to really, you know, um, um, pull my belt in. I think that's an old saying. (laughs) Um, Tighten my belt. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. Tighten my belt to get to where I want to be and be really low on resources. And that's something that I want to explore is real estate, you know, and investments and understand and be as educated as possible. Education really is power. It's not about college, however, even though college is great, but just understanding how the world works and what's in it, you know, that can be very beneficial to women as well as men. But since this specific podcast is more geared to women, it can really, really be beneficial to us to understand the stock market and, you know, and finances and real estate. And none of those things have really been my cup of tea. I don't really love finance and I don't really love math, but I'm willing to learn because I want to feel empowered. So I want you to think about ways that you can level yourself up if you're still in quarantine or deferment. Um, and ways that you can continue to grow your revenue and make yourself feel like you're not desperate and despondent and you know like oh my gosh how am I going to handle this we need to find ways that we never have to feel that way again because this definitely taught me a lot during quarantine and who I am and who I want to be who my best self is and how my life would look if I had Um, all the resources that I wanted. And it's going to take really hard work to get where I want, but we can do it. We are entrepreneurs. We're free thinkers. We are passionate, smart, intelligent women. And we definitely, definitely can do it. And there's nothing that we can't have if we're willing to work hard enough for it. But what we also have to really develop, because I always talk about developing like compassion and intelligence, we have to develop our will, our strength, our tenacity. That's what I want to build up. That no matter what comes our way, we're going to handle it. No matter, and this doesn't mean that you can't feel stressed and you can't cry. I cried yesterday (laughs) just from the stress of everything. Um, Before I knew I was getting my job back, you know, I, I cried like I'm trying to figure everything out and My back is against the wall and sometimes I don't know how I'm going to handle it. So I'm not telling you not to be human and raw and genuine, but there are times for that. And what I want to build now, like a muscle more than anything, is my tenacity and my intelligence. And I want to continue working towards being a very empowered person and a person who doesn't give up and has that stubborn nature where it's like, I want to be what I want to be and nothing's going to stop me. And sometimes that can be really, really hard, especially in the life situations that we are in now. And I'm not trying to be tone deaf at all. Um, No matter what you have going on, there is a way to progress forwards. And some people's battles are harder than others. Um, I totally get that. I've been through stuff and my friends have been through stuff and it's not fun when you don't even know where your next meal is coming from, let alone how to open your nail salon or your business that you've been dreaming about since you were a little girl. You don't even know 
how you're going to feed your babies if you have little ones, let alone going back to school and getting your business degree. Sometimes it's overwhelming. And so sometimes we have to say, okay, in the grand span of my dreams, I'm just going to literally take things a step at a time. I'm going to think about what do I have to do first? Well, I have to make sure my little ones are taken care of and that food is on the table and that whatever resources are coming at us right now, whatever problems are coming at us right now, we're using our resources to cover that. And then I can dream about going back to school and then I can dream about opening up a nail salon or a beauty salon or whatever it is that you want to do. So prioritize because that's very, very important. I'm not telling you to recklessly, you know, go online and join somebody's program when you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. I've never been the type of person to tell someone to be reckless like that. But start dreaming a little bit. Keep a journal if you have time to write down what you want. Write down the kind of life you'd like to live. Nothing is impossible for you. We live in a very creative world and absolutely nothing is impossible. We can do it. It's going to take work. It's going to take tenacity. It's going to take strength and power and grit. (laughs) And I hate that word, but it's so true. So I want you to kind of think about ways that you could improve your life. Think about multiple streams of income and think about developing your grit and your tenacity like a muscle. So... I'm going to sign off now. I got a couple things going on, but I definitely wanted to say hi and to encourage you that you got this. You're a queen. You can do this. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye. So I'm back guys and I'm super happy about that. Um, we had some audio issues in the last um Uh, podcast and I'm sorry for that. I appreciate those of you who did tune in and for those of you kind of let me know in the most polite way possible that we had some unexpected audio issues which didn't show up when I was first looking it over but I really really appreciate you guys. You're amazing, you're funny, you're talented, you're beautiful, you're queens and I just really appreciate who you are and I wanted to take a minute to kind of shout you out for a minute. You know who you are, you're amazing, you're phenomenal and The way that you went about it was so sweet and so thoughtful. Um, But let's jump into this next episode because I am going back to work on Monday. And this is going to be a really interesting shift for me. Um, My hours are super similar to how they were before. They're a little shorter in some ways, a little longer in other ways. Um, I'm excited. I really, really am. Um, I love being a creator. And definitely during this quarantine, I learned a lot about myself. I learned about ways that I could challenge my anxiety and channel my anxiety. Um, I learned to be creative and thoughtful and that I could be more than just maybe what I was on paper, that I'm not just a receptionist, even though being an administrative assistant slash receptionist, there's nothing to sneeze at. Those girls in almost every single business everywhere run everything. Um, If you don't think that they do, they probably do. If you're (laughs) rude to them, believe me, they don't have to help you to the fullest of their extent. Um, But it just definitely made me think about a lot of things. And I think I've grown a lot in my creativity and how I handle challenges. And I know that a lot of you ladies have grown as well. And you've told me you've grown as well strong, beautiful, confident, you know, um, taking on new challenges. Maybe you wanted to take this time to further your degree, do an online degree. You know, maybe you didn't know how strong your emotional threshold was. Maybe this was a perfect time to dive into budgeting. Now that you had, you know, resources that are limited, you had to really think smart and going back into history and finding out how, like I said, They had the victory gardens that made up like, I think it was like a third or a fourth of the food during World War II. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really, really interesting how that old saying, you don't know who you are until your back is against the wall, right? And I never really took that to be because I've been through some tough stuff in my life and I was like, this is just who I am. Like I handle things when they get thrown at me. But with quarantine, feeling like you're totally healthy, strong, natural person and not being able to work, you know, um, being able to keep others safe by literally staying in your house, which is a, um, 
extrovert's nightmare. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have friends who are introverted and they were coasting through this, like this was summer vacation for them, like they loved it, they didn't have to go anywhere, they were homebodies, but all of us extroverts out there were suffering, suffering. We definitely, we wanted to see people, we wanted to go places, and it definitely, there are privileges that I took for granted, and I've talked about this on the YouTube series before, but there are privileges that I took for granted, just being able to stop over at my mom's house and stop over, you know, friends' houses, and now being able to really think about what's important and essential to me, um, and like how much food do I need, or how much you know, resources am I going to need for these upcoming bills? Like everything being stripped back to the very, very basics. Like it made me realize my own strength and what I can survive, but it also made me realize how much I took for granted. Um, so this has definitely been a very interesting time quarantine wise. And I know a lot of you have said the same thing. Um, also, it's been very, you know, clarifying, I guess you could say when it comes to who really has your back, who really is in your corner. Who offered you help? Who reached out to you to make sure you were okay? Um, I would never say that this virus was a good thing by any means because so many people lost their lives. I would never, never say that this is a good thing. But it definitely did open my eyes to a lot of people who were just kind of, like I said, floaters. They were hanging on in my life. It reminded me of when I was a little girl and I was in Lake Erie and, you know, in my dad's Lyman and I would see floaters to mark, like, how far you'd gone, right? And the floaters would just literally bob up and down, wouldn't bump your boat, whatever. They just kind of would hang out. We have people in our lives that do the same thing. They don't invest in us. They don't ask us how we are or how we're doing or put forth any effort in our life. And they get all of the privileges. And this could be platonic relationships. And this could also be romantic relationships. That F boy that you've been chasing after which y'all know how I feel about chasing men. <laughs> but, you know, maybe there's a, a F boy that keeps coming into your life, keeps texting you, keeps messaging you, you know. But during quarantine, unless their phone is literally broken, and there's ways to tell if it hasn't been, but unless their phone is literally broken, there's no excuse for not checking in on you, texting you, sending you a picture. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, send them funny memes back and forth. They should be doing everything in their power to call you, text you, FaceTime you. And this goes for friends as well, but especially for romantic relationships or guys that we've got to spark with. If they put forth no effort whatsoever, this is the time you really need to watch yourself when you come out of quarantine like me. Um, this is the time, and thankfully I have a wonderful, wonderful man, but this is the time that you really need to watch yourself because as the world starts waking up and, you know, we start getting back to a little bit of normalcy, obviously wearing a mask at work, but we start getting back to ourselves and our routines and our patterns and the things that felt good. Sometimes people psychologically go back to things that work for them, even if it's not healthy for them. And this is going to be the season of the F boys. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to be trying to text you, call you, you know, oh, I missed you. I couldn't see you. Um, that's very true that you couldn't see me. However, you could have texted me. You could have FaceTimed with me. If they didn't put in any effort whatsoever to see you, call you, text you, check up on you, please, ladies, do not waste your time with them. Don't. Don't make excuses for them, which is something that I feel like as women we do all the time. We make excuses for people that hurt us, not just you know, relationships or F boys or players, we make relationships like we, we make excuses for relationships that really, really hurt us that are harmful. I have, you know, ex best friends that were really kind of toxic and they didn't check on me and they didn't. And I'm not calling them out and I'm not, you know, going to say what their Instagram handle is or any of that. Like we're going to be mature about this, but there are people in my life that either were wrapped up in their new boyfriend. So they didn't really check on me because they were swallowed completely. Their identity is swallowed completely by that new boyfriend. And they checked on me maybe once in this entire period of time. Maybe. And then I just had friends that like really I thought I was really close with. Co-workers I thought I was really close with. People I thought I was really, really close with. And they didn't give enough. 
the initial, oh gosh, I'm so sorry you've been placed in deferment. Like after I messaged them to let me let them know that I was in deferment. And you guys are gonna hear background noise and I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to try to shut my window as I'm like talking to you guys, cause um I don't want any more auditory problems. <laughs> and um, I live in an apartment complex, so I don't have control over when people do the lawns or don't do the lawns. Um, they hire a company to do that. Um, but anyways, what I was trying to say before all that is um, there are people that didn't check on you and left you wondering and left you insecure and left you wondering where you are in that relationship, whether it's a friendship or somebody you work with or a family member. And you need to distance yourself from those kinds of people. It's really, really easy to just say, oh, just cut them off. Oh, just cut them off. Don't talk to them anymore. That's easier said than done, especially when a person is very, very toxic and harmful. Um, that is really easier said than done to just cut them off and ignore them and stop hanging out with them or having anything to do with them. You need to try, like when I had my narcissistic ex, I had to break up with him, obviously, this is years ago, and then I had to completely distance myself so that if for whatever reason he would text me, I tried not to answer, or if I had to answer, I would give him one or two word answers. Like you slowly distance yourself. In my case, it had to be more immediate, but in the case of having a toxic best friend or friend or family member, you need to slowly distance yourself. Only ask, answer their questions. If you start to see them gaslighting you, you need to uh, turn off your phone or block them for a while you know, or just distance yourself as much as possible because our mental health is so important. And as we're getting back to our jobs and as we're getting back to our lives, which have been kind of placed on hold with all this quarantine stuff, we need to be very cognizant of the people in our lives and how we're spending our time. And that really, really, I would say that is the silver lining of all of this for me anyways, is the fact that I learned who was in my corner and I learned who cared about me and I developed my skills and my feminine energy and I developed myself as a woman so that when I go back to work, if somebody were really to ask me like, what did you do during quarantine? Well, I finished my third novel. You know, I started this podcast. I amped up my YouTube, you know, um, I started um, my counseling session on kick so that even though I'm not a counselor, but if somebody came to me and said, I have this question or this question or this question about love, like love or relationships, I could give them an answer for free. I'm not charging anybody anything. Um, but you know, I started building relationships on kick, um, and having people message me and talk to me and, you know, feel like I was someone they could talk to about relationships. And those are all things that I really, really wanted to do. I started to explore with my art and my painting and, finding my way, finding my flavor when it came to being an artist. I joined a cosplay community on TikTok and <laughs> which sounds crazy and creative all at once, but I met a lot of really great people, not physically met them obviously, through social distancing, through the app, communicated with a lot of really great people who were super creative. And if you guys know me, you know I have a theatrical background. So this was like right up my alley and actually did my first mermaid cosplay, you know, painted my face and made it look like scales and everything um, this summer or this spring. I don't know, it just may count as summer or spring. I mean, it's warmer now, so some people would count it as summer, but it kind of feels springy up here in Ohio. But anyways, I challenged myself to be the best version of myself. And I know a lot of you ladies have done the same thing. Um, it always kind of killed me when somebody would be like, oh, I'm so bored. And I would be like, well, what can you work on, on yourself? Are you doing the work? Are you being introspective? Are you talking about yourself? Are you trying to be better? Are you literally bettering yourself? Because if you're not being the best possible person you can be, then you have no reason to be bored. And the reason why I took on all these creative projects is because being left without my job, even temporarily on deferment, made me feel anxious. And it made me feel like I didn't really know who I was because I've talked about this before, how important it is to build a healthy self. But I accidentally had allowed myself to become so swallowed in the idea of I'm a receptionist and that's what I do and that's who I am. Um, and I kind of lost myself for a little bit and you know, I'm not answering phone calls and I'm not 
you know, working from home and I'm not, you know, um, entering invoices and all the stuff that I did. And it made me feel a little bit like I wasn't valued, but I had to reframe that and understand that they were doing what they were doing to keep everybody safe. Um, boiling it down to what they call a skeleton crew where they only have a certain amount of people um, working there to keep the public safe. And I totally understand that. But it still is a gut punch when you are removed or your hours are given to someone else. It is a little bit of a gut punch. Um, and so I had to take a step back. And I had to reframe who I was. And I had to think about my life and how much I did love my job but I struggled with self-love, which is a strange thing to think about, that you love your job and you're confident and you're put together and you handle <clears throat> handle everything. <laughs> um, but you still struggle so much with self-love and who you are as a person. And that is really what I did. That I took the time to get to know myself and figure out, hey, I love painting. I love drawing. I love writing. We all know I love writing because I can write multiple pages in a day, but that's beside the point. I had to figure out what my passions were and how those passions maybe could be turned into extra income. The idea that of this podcast came to me during quarantine. I'm pursuing my dream of public speaking and of positive speaking. I hope my one of my goals is maybe to have a TED Talk by the time I'm 35. Now I'm 31, so who knows if it'll actually happen or not, but I'm dreaming again and I'm having goals again and I'm writing things down and I'm thinking about what's important to me and ways to create multiple streams of income so I'm not dependent on just one person or I'm not dependent on one job. And I remember there was a book, and I think it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Poor Dad, Rich Dad. I would have to look it up for you guys. But I remember there was a book, and in that book, they did talk about, to the best of my knowledge, they did talk about this idea of creating multiple streams of income. So if for whatever reason, you lose one stream of income, you're not flat-footed, and you're not desperate, and you don't feel like, oh my gosh, now I've got to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get where I want to be. You know, I've got to really, you know, um, um, pull my belt in. I think that's an old saying. <laughs> um, tighten my belt. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. Tighten my belt to get to where I want to be and be really low on resources. And that's something that I want to explore is real estate, you know, and investments and understand and be as educated as possible. Education really is power. It's not about college, however, even though college is great, but just understanding how the world works and what's in it, you know, that can be very beneficial to women as well as men. But since this specific podcast is more geared to women, it can really, really be beneficial to us to understand the stock market and, you know, and finances and real estate. And none of those things have really been my cup of tea. I don't really love finance and I don't really love math, but I'm willing to learn because I want to feel empowered. So I want you to think about ways that you can level yourself up if you're still in quarantine or deferment. Um, and ways that you can continue to grow your revenue and make yourself feel like you're not desperate and despondent and you know like oh my gosh how am I going to handle this we need to find ways that we never have to feel that way again because this definitely taught me a lot during quarantine and who I am and who I want to be who my best self is and how my life would look if I had um, all the resources that I wanted. And it's going to take really hard work to get where I want, but we can do it. We are entrepreneurs. We're free thinkers. We are passionate, smart, intelligent women. And we definitely, definitely can do it. And there's nothing that we can't have if we're willing to work hard enough for it. But what we also have to really develop, because I always talk about developing like compassion and intelligence, we have to develop our will, our strength, our tenacity. That's what I want to build up. 
that no matter what comes our way, we're going to handle it. No matter, and this doesn't mean that you can't feel stressed and you can't cry. I cried yesterday <laughs> just from the stress of everything. Um, before I knew I was getting my job back, you know, I, I cried like I'm trying to figure everything out and my back is against the wall and sometimes I don't know how I'm going to handle it. So I'm not telling you not to be human and raw and genuine, but there are times for that. And what I want to build now, like a muscle more than anything, is my tenacity and my intelligence. And I want to continue working towards being uh, a very empowered person and a person who doesn't give up and has that stubborn nature where it's like, I want to be what I want to be and nothing's going to stop me. And sometimes that can be really, really hard, especially in the life situations that we are in now. And I'm not trying to be tone deaf at all. Um, no matter what you have going on, there is a way to progress forwards. And some people's battles are harder than others. Um, I totally get that. I've been through stuff and my friends have been through stuff and it's not fun when you don't even know where your next meal is coming from, let alone how to open your nail salon or your business that you've been dreaming about since you were a little girl. You don't even know how you're going to feed your babies if you have little ones, let alone going back to school and getting your business degree. Sometimes it's overwhelming. And so sometimes we have to say, okay, in the grand span of my dreams, I'm just going to literally take things a step at a time. I'm going to think about what do I have to do first? Well, I have to make sure my little ones are taken care of and that food is on the table and that whatever resources are coming at us right now, whatever problems are coming at us right now, we're using our resources to cover that. And then I can dream about going back to school and then I can dream about opening up a nail salon or a beauty salon or whatever it is that you want to do. So prioritize because that's very, very important. I'm not telling you to recklessly, you know, go online and join somebody's program when you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. I've never been the type of person to tell someone to be reckless like that. But start dreaming a little bit. Keep a journal if you have time to write down what you want. Write down the kind of life you'd like to live. Nothing is impossible for you. We live in a very creative world and absolutely nothing is impossible. We can do it. It's going to take work. It's going to take tenacity. It's going to take strength and power and grit. <laughs> and I hate that word, but it's so true. So I want you to kind of think about ways that you could improve your life. Think about multiple streams of income and think about developing your grit and your tenacity like a muscle. So... I'm going to sign off now. I got a couple things going on, but I definitely wanted to say hi and to encourage you that you got this. You're a queen. You can do this. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. 